Story number two. The Inbetweeners, written by 6E6F6E2D6269E617279. Afternoon, Mr. Patel, said Dave, smiling at the old shopkeeper. How much are you charging for the pick and mix these days? Shitting in a handful, save as ever, said Mr. Patel. Dave took a two paper bags and filled them with rhubarb and custard, his favorite. He put a crown on the counter. My hands are bigger these days. Keep the change. Me and Jim, we used to pinch these when we thought you weren't looking, he said ashamed. I know, said Mr. Patel. Your mum came by once a week and paid what you took. They're on me. Dave laughed. Somehow he knew mum would have been one step ahead. All right, give us a smoke and we'll call it quits. Mr. Patel took a crumpled pack from his pocket and opened it. Last one, you promise me? Dave grinned slyly and lit the cigarette, inhaling deeply. Mr. Patel did the same. The two men smoked in silence for a while. I don't think that I'll ever see you again, Mr. Patel, said Dave. At least not for a while. We've sold the house off to the shuttle tomorrow. I heard, said Mr. Patel gently. The whole family, unless I'm ill-informed. Dave nodded. Never been tempted, Mr. Patel. Last I heard, they didn't have a cricket in space, Mr. Patel pointed his finger at Dave. No proper cricket anyway, and that new format is never going to catch on. There was no arguing, and Dave knew it. He smiled and listened to the well-rehearsed tirade. Goodbye, Mr. Patel. I'll send you a letter from Station 5. Dave held out a hand. Goodbye, David, Mr. Patel shook it. Please do, and say hello to Jim for me. I will, said Dave, picking up the sweets as he turned to leave. The door stuck as it always did, and the bell rang as it always had. Dave walked slowly down the street so he knew so well. Mr. Patel shot, but had seen so far from home when his mum had first asked him to fetch milk. Maybe thirty years ago. Hungover in his teens, he thought the same, only to lure the bacon enough to get him out of bed. But he'd grown up and learned to drive. Towns he barely knew from away games in school team were suddenly ten minutes away, and now they were off to Station 5, light years from Earth, though they'd be there in days. He waited at the junction as a car went past. He looked up at the end of the terrace, the late summer sun setting the red brick ablaze, and of course holly in the grass and crude chalk. It had been there for so long that no one could remember who Holly was. Now it was designated as an intangible cultural heritage of the UNESCO protected. Half of a hundred steps further and he was home. He let himself in and went into the living room. The furniture was gone, of course, and the house felt bigger than it had since he was a small boy. He stopped at the door to the kitchen and looked at the frame. They were all there, names and dates etched in so closely together that you'd struggle to make out any sense of it unless you knew what you were looking for. He bent down, and there it was. David, 3rd of March, 2034. He remembered standing as high as he could, remembered the sound of the book sliding down on the frame to rest on his head, and the guilty duck away, as Mum had drawn the line in pencil. Other names were there, of course, but his was first. I'm amazed you made five feet, let alone six feet, said Jim from the kitchen. He was holding a mug of tea. There was a thermos on his side. Fancy a brew. I'll not taste the same up there, he said. Yeah, 
All right, said Dave, producing a bag of rhubarb and custard for the trip. Jim smiled. Mum's out back, he said, gesturing with the mug. Think we'll all wanted to say goodbye to the place. Gonna miss it, right enough. Dave poured some tea, added some milk and followed Jim into the yard. Mum was looking at the empty pigeon coop. The pigeons had been released at Dad's funeral and a fortnight ago, crapped on the coffin and disappeared. I hope you didn't think that I'm pushing you, said Mum, but I want to see space before I, uh, you know. She turned to them, lifting a hand to empty washing line. Also, the UNESCO protected. I'll miss the flowers. We've always had flowers, but I feel like it's time. Like, if we stay, we'll become part of this, um, museum they're making. Dave and Jim nodded silently. I wish it wasn't this way, said Dave. It's easy for the spacers. They left everything behind without a second thought. Easy for the earthers. They never look up. But for us, the in-betweeners, he trailed off. Imagine never tasting bittersweet, said Jim. It tears at your heart, cause you have a place you call home and dreams you'll never fulfill unless you leave. He finished his tea, pouring the dregs of it down the drain. Who's for a final pint at the White Rose? End of story.